Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Full disclaimer. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Wes Moore and Joe Franklin on 1037 The Buzz. Battle in the corner, Menifee for three, and it's good! Keon Menifee with a three-pointer. Dennis Bates wants a timeout on the other end. It's a 13-2 run for the Razorbacks, and the Hogs are trying to break it open in the first half. Keon will work against Sean East into the front court at the 345 mark. Menifee. We've not seen Ellis so far tonight. Benefield drives around Vanover out high. Mitchell rolls to the rim. Nobody there to stop him. Makai with a dunk. He's got a dozen, and the Razorbacks are up by 11. To Tremont Mark, 15 to shoot. Mark off the feed from Mitchell lays it in. Makai Mitchell with the assist from the high post. Vanover's at the scorer's table. Benefield. Gets a screen out high, crosses his man over, gets down the lane, pick and roll, Mitchell with a stop. 19 for Makai. Second free throw's good. So Mark has 22, 6.1 to go. They throw it into Bates, he races down the floor, runner at the horn is blocked by Mark, and the ball game's over. The Razorbacks have their victory. Played great basketball, I thought there was a, there was a, a, a renewed sense of, of urgency, a a focus, a disposition pregame. It was a team that was that that that, that was ready to play. And I'm, I'm you know I'm pro- like I said I'm proud of their toughness tonight. Proud of the way that we defended in the first half. In the second half, when you're playing with the lead defensively, you don't want to put them at the foul line and have the clock stop. So defensively, we got some things that we have to clean up before we go to Baton Rouge on Saturday for an early tip. I mean, the team had fun tonight. You could see it. They competed. They had fun while they were out there. Um, and just, again, I mean, when's the last time we've had 10 steals in a game this year? So uh, two really good steps in the right direction. You want your basketball team to be improving. I thought the last 80 minutes we've improved as much as any two games that we've had this year. And that's what we wanted to see. We wanted to see some improvement, and we got that last night from the Razorbacks. Glad you're with us. I'm Wes Moore, Joe Franklin. This is Out of Bounds. Yesterday we ended the show. Neither one of us, we didn't know what to expect expectations have been just lowered to almost floor level for me and this team came out and surprised me it was a very pleasant surprise they came out in the first half joe shot the ball extremely well loved the offense and the way they're moving the ball the new sets that coach musselman have put in you've seen that with the ball movement against kentucky and then you saw it with the scoring against missouri in the first half defense against missouri was outstanding and they built the largest road SEC halftime lead that they've had. Well, it was tied. Largest halftime lead on the road ever in the SEC. Limited the three-point shots, and they concentrated on the shots that were easy, the shots close to the basket. And yesterday we, we discussed in talking about Arkansas and Missouri and kind of breaking down the game going into it, that Arkansas has a size advantage over Missouri, and they really – took advantage and used that throughout the game where um, they were able to impose their will on Missouri and also with a couple of players in uh, Tremont Mark and Makai Mitchell. Both of them, 13 shots, and both had eight of those 13 made shots. And that's where the game is won, where you have two guys that are dominating, and then you also had four players in double figures overall. So that's always going to be good for the lineup. We got it wide open this hour to talk about the game. We'll take your phone calls, get your thoughts on what you saw. What I really loved was the attacking the basket and getting points in the paint. They outscored Missouri 56 to 30 in the paint. You know, sometimes you look at the percentages after the game and you see, oh, well, Arkansas shot 54% from the field and 66% from the three-point line and made their free throws. It was just a good shooting night. You know, it's fool's gold. You shoot that well, you're going to win. But if you watch the game, you saw why they shot so well from the floor. Because they were taking layups. They were getting dunks. They were getting easy shots. That's why their shooting percentage was so high. 
they weren't taking a bunch of threes. They weren't taking a bunch of 18-foot mid-range jumpers. They were attacking the basket, getting easy baskets, and and that's how you that's how you make a lot of points. That's how you put up 47 points in the first half, 44 points in the second half. You take high quality shots. And I go back and it I do think it's the sets, the new sets that coach Musselman put in after the or right before the Kentucky game, after the Ole Miss game. I think he came to realize the the offense that he had run in the past that does a lot of isolation that has, you know, spreads the floor, it had worked for previous teams. And one of the reasons I think it worked for previous teams, they had players on those teams that knew how to play without the ball in their hand. How to cut to the basket. You think back at Audis Tony. Tony wasn't a scorer, but Tony knew how to move without the ball. And when he would see somebody in ISO, he would cut, flash, and get an easy shot. There was just too much standing around in the offense. It was like the guys that didn't have the ball didn't know what to do when they were running the ISO plays. They didn't know how to cut, how to get open, how to be effective in this offense. And we had a lot of just standing around and watching guys. And it would, it, that would also include the offensive rebounding. Shot would go up. They weren't running to the basket, cutting to the basket, trying to get an offensive rebound. They were standing and watching from where they were. And offensive rebounding suffered. Last night, Arkansas attacked the glass. They had 11 offensive rebounds. Second chance points. They had 17 second chance points. I do think this offense has helped the this new set. The new sets has helped this offense, and and it's going to help going forward. Now, look, I I know Missouri is bad, so we're not going to go all crazy with this win. Missouri doesn't have that inside presence like a Kentucky or a Florida or even a Auburn, Alabama. We've seen some of these teams with the big guys, and Arkansas goes in, tries to you know challenge them at the rim, and they get their shot blocked or they get the the, the, the shot altered and miss the shot. This was a great matchup for Arkansas. They took advantage of it, but the point for me is they took a big step. They took a step forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll we'll pump the brakes on that because. As we've said before, you need to see more. Now, Makai Mitchell was the key to this. He celebrated his birthday, tied his career high with 19 points. He had a back-to-back double-double in this game. And so that inside presence that we're talking about, Jalen Graham, he even added to that. Mm -hmm. And so now you're seeing a different rotation of players, and we're seeing these what's been a trend of must-coach teams now starting to take shape where you see guys – that are playing 30 minutes plus or close to 30 minutes, and it's a rotation of about seven players that are playing the majority of the minutes. Jeremiah Davenport, he got almost 15 minutes, but you're starting to see it take shape. And if these guys continue to play like that, then maybe they can continue to build on some things and play a little better basketball but that's not to say that they've solved all the problems. Arkansas's big guys combined to go 17 of 28 from the floor. That will win you some ball games. Let's take some phone calls. Savage is up first. Savage, welcome into Out of Bounds. You know, Wes, watching uh, what's going on, fellas? You doing all right? Good. Good. You know, Wes, I hope this offense doesn't go back, uh, go backwards. With Trevor Mazil out, I think this offense is better running through Graham and Mitchell. Uh, what's your thoughts, you know, because the game plan, I mean, it, it worked last night. I mean, Brazil is not an inside guy. He's waiting to, you know, catch a pass on the outside and shoot a three. I think we need the inside guys to do what they did last night, just crash the boards, layups, dunks. That's what the system is built around. What's your thoughts? I'll get off here. Thanks, Savage. I'll say this. Chandler Lawson's not an inside guy. You know, Chandler Lawson doesn't post up a lot, make that post move, little jump hook. That's not his game. He flashes around and is the benefit of some guys giving him some passes. And look, Mitchell had a couple of post moves. I'll give him that. And some nice post moves. I like his old school post game. Uh, And Jalen Graham, he's a little funky out there. But he also got some shots because he was set up. Now let's just put Brazil in that role to where he's not standing out by the three-point line. He's running this offense, these new sets, and replace him with some of these guys. All of a sudden, I think he's the beneficiary of some of the guys driving in, dishing it off, and throwing it down. We know he can finish at the rim. That is one of his specialties. So I think in the new offense, 
he would be effective. Will he look different? Will he be posting up? I don't think he's going to be posting up and trying to do some of the things that Mikhail Mitchell does, or Makai Mitchell does, sorry. Um, But there is a role in this offense for Brazil. I will say the old offense did not fit him at all because he was just he was one of the guys I was talking about just standing out the three point line waiting for someone to pass him the ball and then they, the shot would go up and a lot of times he would just stand there and watch and that's why he had zero re- offensive rebounds for a couple games in a row I'm not ready to write him off defensively I think the team's better off without him I think defensively you've seen them the last two games not have to worry about their four guy getting driven by and going to the basket, trying to help play help defense, coming off their man. He kicks it out to a wide-open shot. The, the four-man, whether it's been Graham, whether it's been Mitchell, whoever's been out there, Lawson, they've done a better job defensively when they're out on the court, outside the lane, keeping in front of a guy, not letting them drive right past them to the rim. Now, they may have found something, and they found something because of the lineup that was in place and the roster that was available last night. The offense wasn't necessarily built around what they did last night to have a big man playing physical inside. It was more so built around Trevin Brazil and what he does. Now they found something because Trevin Brazil was out and the offense has been tweaked some, but this is not necessarily how they're going to play. But they feel like they can play like that at times because it depends on who's on the court. And we've been talking about Makai Mitchell and getting more court time. We've seen that over the past couple of games. So you would expect the way that he's playing, he is going to get more of that court time, and they will be able to play like this quite a bit more. But when Trevin Brazil comes back, that could tweak it a little bit more. What this new offense does is basically encourage the ball movement. They'll move it inside, outside, side to side. These sets aren't designed specifically to throw the ball inside. But what are to throw it inside for the guy to go to work and make a post move? It's not like an old school 1960s offense where they're like looking to get it to the low man on the block. This is ball movement, ball movement, move it in, get it back out. But what it's doing, it's opening up the wings, the guards, to drive in. So all of a sudden their man's out of position. They catch it, bam, they're going to the basket. Then Mitchell's or Graham or Lawson's man comes over to help stop the ball, and they're dishing it off. Minifield must have had... I think all three of his assists were slam dunks. He goes in, goes up for the shot. They come to him. He dishes it off slam dunk. Well, remember, we were asking about him also, uh, about getting back on the court. And um, you go back to the last game. He didn't play much. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that could forever be changing with this lineup because they are deep. There's a lot of potential there. You could see different players on the floor game to game based on the matchups. But we just need to see more of it overall. Benefield was the young, unsung star last night. Played almost 32 minutes. He was 4'11 from the floor, 2 for 3 from the three-point line. Made all six of his free throws. 16 total points and had three assists, and I felt like he had six assists. I guess because every one of his assists was a highlight, a big-time dunk, a great finish. It just felt like he was uh, involved even more. Let's go back to the phone lines and bring in Frank. Frank, welcome to Out of Bounds. Yeah, I enjoyed the game last night. And I thought Mitchell, it doesn't surprise me. He's always played good. He knows how to play under the basket. He defends the goal good. He rebounds. He's strong. I don't understand why he hasn't. It doesn't surprise me. And, and I, I like the way now that Musselman's got to move. And you've got to, you know, you've got, if you penetrate, whether you a pass or a dribble, you know, you break the defense down. Mm-hmm. If they don't slide over and pick you up, I mean, you know, you can shoot a layup or, I mean, you know, we don't defend the pick and roll very good still, but anyway, I, I thought they did good. I, I enjoyed the game. And, uh, what, what is, uh, what is about, what's going on with this rumor I'm hearing about Musselman wanting to leave? Have y'all heard that? You know, it all started, Frank, uh, it was, a Twitter account, a national account, and they follow these coaching searches, and they tweeted out earlier this week that they were hearing from a source, that they checked out this source, 
that Musselman was going through back channels to talk to folks at Arizona State and Minnesota and was and was in the process of trying to figure out his exit strategy from Arkansas. Uh, Danielle Musselman yesterday came out. She had her own tweet making fun of the sources and said, you guys need to uh, look into this more. It sounds more like a Netflix Netflix movie that could be a three-part series. She's saying there's a lot of drama involved. A lot of drama involved, and she she went to Twitter to put an end to it. Um, look, coaches leave. Coaches move on. You're going to always have rumors. You do. Arkansas just got to do its best to keep Musselman happy, his wife happy, his daughter happy. Keep him around for as long as you want him. Uh, money talks, and it may come down to that. There may be a, an opportunity to where he wants to go somewhere else, but you got to re-up and give him a little bit more money if you feel like he, he deserves it. And one thing I'll say is Musselman's changed the program. Musselman took the program from uh, a good program under Mike Anderson. They were getting to the tournament ever so often, not having any success, but they were a respectable turn, uh, a respectable team. Now this program is more than that. In fact, so that now that they're struggling, people are upset because you're used to, as a fan, going to the Elite Eight or the Sweet Sixteen, not just going to the tournament, but having success in the tournament. And he has built something here. And you got to give him that if something happens. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying he's done his job for now. And uh, I hope he sticks around. I, I think he's a great coach. Coaches don't have to move anymore because of money. At one time, that was the case that they would move around because of money. Some of it is prestige, depending on what the job is that is available. But the way that college sports have changed over the past few years the money is available. It's available to many programs out there. So as you mentioned there, Wes, do what it takes to keep him around if that's what it comes down to. If there's a, he's feeling out the situation overall and money is, is put on the table in front of him, then, yeah, of course you want to match it because you want to keep him around to keep this going to build and, and keep the success going that's been there for the past few years. Yeah, when you're successful, people are going to come after you. I mean, that's the way of life. If you have a successful basketball program, they admire what you're doing at another school. They're going to make a call to that agent and see if they can uh, get you to leave. All right. I mean, athletic director, Hunter Yurchek, how well he's been doing here. I think he's got a lot of national respect. Do you think Texas A&M may be trying to contact him or his agent? They've got an opening. Could you see that? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely yeah, possible. When you build something, when you do a good job, people are always going to be calling. Now, to the fact of this tweet that he's Musselman's going out and trying to find his exit strategy and trying to find other jobs, do I believe that? No, I don't. I don't. We're going to take some more phone calls, 661-1037. We'll get over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line and take a look at some of your comments over there. We are just getting started. Man, this is fun. It's a heck of a lot more fun doing a show after a win, finally. <laughs> Then talking about another loss and all the issues. Seemed like it was the same old, same old, same old problems. Bad defense. Offense was horrible. At least we got a little hope there. Got to have a little hope. We saw improvement. Now I got to take that next step and go on the road and beat a little better team in LSU. Your call is coming up next. This is Out of Bounds. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 1037 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Red River Ford, Lion Legal, Central Arkansas Cadillac Dealers, Malvern National Bank, and Genesis of Conway. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas State won last night, beating Southern Miss 78-71 behind Caleb Fields' 27 points. They'll play again on Saturday when they host Louisiana Monroe. Central Arkansas gets back to action tonight as they host Florida Gulf Coast in Conway at 7.30. Coverage can be seen on ESPN+. And Woodrock will return to the court tonight as well as they'll take on Southern Illinois Edwardsville with tips set for 7.30. The Trojans have won two straight games coming into the matchup after wins over Windenwood and Southeast Missouri State. Coverage can be seen on ESPN+. Radio coverage will be on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network.
texting enrolls you in recurring automated marketing text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. <sighs> Leaving for the gym so early? I'm ready to go. Since you started taking Nugenics Total Tea, you've been acting like when we met in our 20s. I feel like myself again. Lower testosterone after turning 40 slowed me down. Nugenics Total Tea has been a game changer for me. What is it about Nugenics Total Tea that's different? Well, it's a patented key ingredient called Testofen. It boosts free and total testosterone to help you get back the drive and energy from your youth. It's backed by five clinical studies. I've seen the huge difference it's made for you in the gym, at work, and in the bedroom. I'm so glad I sent them a text for my complimentary bottle. Text ALL to 42424 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Nugenics is the number one selling testosterone boosting brand at GNC and Walmart. Do it now and we'll also send you a bottle of Nugenics Thermo X, our newest, most powerful fat burner ever. Absolutely free. Text ALL to 42424. That's ALL to 42424. Statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. This is Pat Bradley for Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union in their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Fantastic news! Due to weather conditions, the New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Take advantage of 3.99% interest on 22, 23, or 24 models. No payments for 90 days or up to 84 months financing. Once again, the Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union New Year's Auto Loan Special has been extended through Valentine's Day. Get pre-approved online at alcoacommunityfcu.org. Due to a conflict, Oakwan Race Day with Justin Acri and David Wajinati will be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2 this Saturday only. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action. It's Central Arkansas's source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day this Saturday morning at 11, only on 106.7 Buzz 2. What do Little Rock Baseball and Buzz legend Randy Rainwater have in common? Randy's a Little Rock Baseball alum, and he'll be the special guest at their first pitch banquet presented by Thompson Electric. First pitch banquet will be Friday, February 2nd at 6 o'clock at the Jack Stevens Center. Single tickets are $50, and corporate tables are available for $600. The banquet will include a barbecue meal, a silent auction, and an opportunity to hear from the team and RR himself. Call 501-916-6858. You want to hit? Don't miss the opportunity to get the baseball season started with UA Little Rock Baseball and our own Randy Rainwater. Coach Nolan Richardson joins Randy and Rick every Thursday for Rolling with Nolan, presented by Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas. There are a lot of places to get chicken, but there's only one Slim's. It's Rolling with Nolan, Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. Right now at Fort Thompson's, Grand Refuse 3.0 Waiter, $239.99. Avery Breathable WC Waiter, $239.99. Federal Blue Box 12 Gaze 3 inch Number 2's, $149.99. Fort Thompson's in Sherwood. <laughs> Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. Make your tailgate the party of the parking lot by getting the best meats in all of Arkansas at Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Mitchell at the foul line, going to take the ball to the rim on Vanover with a left hand, no good, tips up and in. Mitchell stayed with it, he got two chances, Arkansas by 12 again. Makai Mitchell having a heck of a first half. He had a heck of a game. Makai Mitchell, 8 of 13 from the floor, 3 for 4 from the free throw line, 14 rebounds, 5 offensive rebounds. So, 5 offensive, 9 defensive, 14 total rebounds. He drew 6 fouls. That was the most on the team. 19 points, 2 assists, 2 turnovers. Makai Mitchell, back-to-back good games. Back-to-back double-doubles. How about his free throw shooting? He goes 8 for 10 from the free throw line against Kentucky. Then he goes 3 for 4 from the line against Missouri. So that got me thinking last night on the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show. Where's all this come from? Because he was, a, I thought, a poor free throw shooter. So Josh looked it up last night, and he, he shot in the 60s last year, 50-something percent the year before when he was at Rhode Island, and then the years before that he was hovering around 60%. So this is a guy who's been a 60% free throw shooter 
went into the game last night shooting 73% from the field. Man, I, I tip my cap to somebody like that who sees a weakness, works on that weakness, and improves it, and he's become a free throw shooter now. It's changing my whole thought on him going to the free throw line. Before, he'd go to the free throw line like, well, maybe get one out of two here, right? Now he's going to the free throw line and making both. So uh, that, that shows a lot about his character, his work ethic, to get to that free throw line and improve. Well, it's good that he's able to create those opportunities, but he also so, saw the fact that if he had the ball inside, something that is his strength and, and something that he felt good about, that the opponents... They're trying to take that away from him. They're going to foul him and send him to the line and make him earn it. And now he has put in the work where he's a better free throw shooter. They're probably going to stay away from that if he keeps shooting at a high percentage. The zone question of the day. Did Arkansas play good last night? Or is Missouri just that bad? Yeah. Out of bounds uh, question of the day. Ah! I would say that um, on first thought, on first thought, it was okay, Missouri is, is bad, and we've seen seen them play bad, but we've seen them play closer games. Now, Arkansas, they did everything they could to really expose Missouri and, and go in deep on that. So thinking about it more, you would have to say that Arkansas played good, and especially with some of the players that showed up in the game last night, you have to say that they played good and give them credit there, and they made Missouri look probably worse than they've looked all season. You know, that was one of the things that Coach Musselman said earlier in the week. Coach Z told us when he came on earlier in the week that Missouri, even though they're winless in the SEC, they have played, for the most part, close games against every single team in the SEC. Coach Musselman said, you look up at all their games, it's like a four- or five-point game with right there at the last media timeout, that they're in all these games. They just haven't found a way to win those games. Last night, Arkansas took a double-digit lead around the nine-minute mark of the first half. It stayed a double-digit lead until about 30 seconds left in the game. When Missouri, I mean, it's out of hand. We knew it was over by then, and I think Missouri hit two threes to end the game to make it appear a lot closer than it actually was. This was a case to where the final score is not indicative to how well Arkansas played and how badly they beat Missouri. Because most of this game, it was 12, 16, 17 points, sometimes 20. What was the largest lead for Arkansas? Largest lead, 23 points in the second half. Arkansas withstood a little bit of a Missouri run, then they would score and go on a little bit of run. There was only one time last night that I was like, oh no, are they going to blow this? And that was just because I'd watched the Texas A&M game and Arkansas had blown that lead. And we were all at the, or I was at the North Little Rock game and saw them blow a big lead uh, in North Little Rock. So that was in the back of my mind. But Arkansas took care of business in the second half, kept scoring, kept that distance, kept that pad. And it wasn't until it was way too late that Missouri even got it to single figures. That was a dominant victory last night for Arkansas. And when you consider Missouri... Shot 45%, 46% from the field. They made 10 of 23 pointers. They made 20 of 22 free throws. If you would have told me before the game, while we were sitting here and talking yesterday, Joe, that Missouri was going to go 10 of 20 from the three point line and make 20 of 22 free throws, I'd be like, well, Arkansas is going to lose that game. A team does that, shoots that well from the three point line and the free throw line, they win most of those games. Arkansas did a really good job scoring last night and playing defense for 20 minutes in the first half. I think the defense, they relaxed a little bit. The the game, the pace went up, so Missouri had more possessions in the second half. And Missouri just made some shots also in the second half. Got to give them credit. Uh, But they are a good three-point shooting team. That's one of the things on the scouting report that came out. They can shoot the three. You got to be ready to defend the three. Missouri played well last night. Arkansas just played better and won the game. So I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm going to vote Arkansas played good last night. That's why looking at what happened down the stretch and Missouri making a run and making the the game closer than it should have been, that's why you have to say Arkansas played a good game and it wasn't just about Missouri being that bad of a team because they did make a run at it and any time they made a run, Arkansas did what they had to do to make sure that Missouri wasn't going to be able to get back. 661-1037, that is the out-of-bounds 
question of the day. 661-1037, did Arkansas play well last night, or is Missouri just that bad? Next up is a trip to Baton Rouge, and they'll play the LSU Tigers Saturday. LSU was off. They didn't play a midweek game, so they've been focused on Arkansas all week, resting up a little bit. I'm sure they've been practicing hard. Uh, It is an early game. I know LSU fans don't care about LSU basketball. Uh, Down there right now, they're talking about when does spring practice start for football and 15 days away from the start of the college baseball season. Defending national champs at LSU. They are a lot more concerned about the baseball program than the basketball program right now. I'll try to get Matt Moscona on tomorrow. We can talk to him a little bit about the Tigers and some baseball talk with him also. So the PMAC Saturday morning, 11 o'clock game. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> not, you, you're going to be able to throw a rock and hit a seat in every direction you, you want to throw that rock. It is not, it's going to be sparse. Unless there's some special occasion they're honoring a national champ. I, I just, See, they, they tend to do things like that on Saturday also. I don't even know if it'll matter. I mean, you think about it, Saturday morning, 11 o'clock, struggling, game, uh, struggling team, a team that hasn't done anything for a couple of years down there. they got other things they're going to do. All these kids have games, soccer games or basketball games, whatever sport they're playing. These families aren't going to that game. It's going to be dead in there, and that's going to – Arkansas's got to bring the energy. Just like they did last night, they created that energy on the bench and jumped out to that lead and took care of business. That's what they'll have to see. That's what they'll have to do on Saturday. Now, LSU's not a big team either. LSU doesn't have that size like Missouri. They're more athletic than Missouri. That's going to be a little tougher for Arkansas. Arkansas drove to the rim at will. Did you notice that last night? Anytime they wanted to, and part of it's that ball movement we discussed, but they got to the basket, honestly, every time they wanted to, they were able to get to the basket. Be a little bit harder against LSU, but once they get there, I think they'll be able to finish and they'll be fine. And on the other end, I don't know how many times I saw a Missouri guy trying to get to the basket, and they couldn't get past Arkansas. The defense, they were just so much quicker than Missouri. They cut them off. Missouri's got one really good player. And that Tamar Bates, he went off in the second half. First half, they locked him down. He was one of six, uh, had four free throws. I think he had six points at the half. In the second half, Tamar Bates went off, had 23 points in the second half. And you can see, he is. He's a player. He's a scorer. He he reminds me a little bit of Tremont Mark. He likes that pull-up game, that 15-footer. Jumps really high. Kind of a Ricky Council kind type player where he gets that jump shot up off the floor and it's hard to block or even hard to get a face, you know, and and, and def- uh, make him think about that shot. I, I like that player. I think he, he's a nice little player. They depend on him a little bit too much and that was the problem that they faced against Arkansas because Arkansas was able to, to play really good defense and uh, and trying to take him away and limit what he's able to do. Now, you can't just completely stop him because he is that good of a player, but if you're able to limit what he's doing for certain spurts during the game, then it's, it'd be about the others, and Arkansas did a good job as far as playing the other players and playing good defense on them. I'm going to pull up uh, the text line. It's not loading over here, Joe. If you've got it pulled up, maybe you, you can hit the Southern Structural Solutions text line, and I'll uh, try to pull it up on my computer in here. Okay, so we have one from question of the day. I would say a little bit of both, but it looked like they were playing together and having fun no matter who the competition was. So they're saying that a little bit of both as far as Arkansas playing a good game, Missouri being that bad, but overall, it looked like Arkansas was more cohesive in what they were doing, and so that led to a better game overall. And I think that goes back to the offense, the new sets that they're running. When there's that kind of ball movement and everyone's getting involved, I mean, look at, just look at the box score. Chandler Lawson, six points. Jalen Graham, 13 points. Battle, six points. Layden Blocker, nine points. By the way, got his first start last night, and it was uh, that was nice to see. I uh, tweeted it out. I heard Coach, or I guess it was Chuck that announced it on the uh, pregame show that Layden Blocker was in the starting lineup. So I tweeted that out, and the reaction I got was overwhelmingly, finally, thank you. What have you been waiting for? 
Uh, it was 100% positive, and I thought Layden Blocker played really well. 30 minutes, he was two for two from the floor. He's not a guy that's looking for his shot. He's a guy that's moving the ball, what they need to do in this offense. He'll get to the free throw line. Made five or six free throws, by the way. Had some rebounds. Uh, three offensive rebounds. I didn't realize all three of his uh, rebounds were offensive rebounds. A couple assists, but he played really well. But on with the score. Mark, of course, 22 points. Mitchell, 19 points. Minifield, 16 points. So basically, every single player that played significant minutes scored and contributed at least six points. Jeremiah Davenport was the only one. He took one shot, missed that one three. Um, but that was it. He had four fouls, and so it kind of limited him last night. But my point being, when you're moving the ball, different guys are getting shots. That gets everybody involved. Everybody's excited. Everybody's playing a little bit harder. That translates on defense. And then everybody's happy. You see guys that are involved, sharing the ball, having fun, smiles on their face. I think it's a little bit going back to this new set. Before, a lot of times it was like, give the ball to Tremont Mark, top of the key, isolate, make a move, take a shot. Maybe sometimes he'd pass it off to somebody else. A lot of standing around, a lot of just passing it around the perimeter, not touching it in the paint. That wasn't fun. Guys weren't having fun, and you didn't, you saw it on their faces. Hacker and Harrison on the Southern Structural Solutions text line, he thinks that Trevin Brazil not playing may have been the key to the game, and he wants to see more of that. He wants to see Trevin Brazil not play as much. He thinks that the team, they play better overall without Trevin Brazil on the court. You can't give up on a talent like that. Um, I mean, goodness, Mitchell wasn't playing well to start the season. I mean, Mitchell would get in there, make mistakes, get upset, get you know, be pulled from the game. He didn't look like the same player, but he kept working, he kept improving, kept getting better, got his chance, make, and now he's making the most out of that opportunity. That's why you don't take a guy that's struggling and throw him to the side. Minifield, how bad did Minifield look there for a while? Had a great game, last non-conference game, gets into the SEC, was struggling. They were taking advantage of his lack of size on defense. He was forcing things, turning the ball over. All of a sudden, he he wasn't getting the play. Coach Musselman said, great week of practice. You could tell he was getting better, more confident, feeling better about the game. Got a chance last night, played great. Another example, you don't throw a kid with talent to the side and say we're done with him. Brazil comes back, new role, new new sets. Maybe he flourishes in this. We don't know. Well, Brazil is somebody who's been dealing with some injuries. He's coming off major injury, coming back into the lineup this year. He's been dealing with injuries throughout the season. And sometimes that is an effect on your game where you're not only thinking about the injury you had that kept you out for the entire season last season, but he's thinking about some of the things he's been dealing with And if you're on the court, on the field, whatever sport you're playing, you're playing through injury, sometimes you're not going to play your best because that injury has an effect on your game. And that can take away from the team, even though you're trying to go out there and be tough and play through it, sometimes that can take away from the team. I I believe I see the injury impacting him most on defense. His lateral quickness is not there. He is slow to move his feet get in position to stop the ball movement. If there's one place where I think his return will help, will hurt the team, it's not so much offensively, it's defensively. I, I just think there's too many times his guy gets the ball, drives to the basket, and he's not able to stop it. And you're not seeing that as much against Kentucky and last night against Missouri. I think here, here's a good one from uh, how many assists did Graham have last night? I see a lot more confidence in him. That's from Rick and Atkins. Graham actually had four assists. He led the team in well, assists last night. Well, the confidence comes from him actually playing. And we know that he has a strong offensive game, not necessarily the best defender, but he's playing to his strengths. When he's on the court, he, he wants to score. He wants to get others involved. You know it's your night when Jalen Graham pulls up from 15 feet at the free throw line and shoots a one-handed shot and it goes in. I mean, this dude can't shoot, make a free – he's like a 50% free throw shooter with no pressure, nobody guarding him, standing at the free throw line, 50% free throw shooter. And last night, he, he jumps up at the free throw line. I don't know if he was going to make a pass. What he, I don't know what he was doing. And he shot it one-handed and it went in nothing but net. I'm like, well, maybe he needs to start 
jumping when he's at the free throw line and doing a one-handed shot because that looked a lot better than his free throws. Yeah, he's he's somebody that we've talked about numerous times in just being on the floor, getting some minutes, and it even showed with Makai Mitchell over the past couple of games. These guys have to be on the floor, get some minutes, get in the flow, and not be in and out of the lineup because that's the only way they're going to be effective. From the 501, this one says, Graham, Mitchell, Marks have to be on the court. It opens up everything. I think part of it is uh, that they are offensive threats. Jalen Graham's an offensive threat with his post moves. Uh, we know Tremont Marcus. Mitchell can be a low post threat. Uh, there are times when he catches the ball out uh, 15, 17 feet. Uh, I don't want him dribbling. We, we saw a, a turnover last night when he uh, tried to dribble uh, from 17 feet out and just looked a, a little uncomfortable doing it. Uh, but I, I think from what I saw last night, look, Tremont Mark sat a lot in the first half last night. That's when they were building that big lead. 19-point halftime lead, scored 47 points with Mark sitting on the bench with two fouls. They were able to run their offense effectively without Tremont Mark for some of the first half. And they, I, that was one of the things that stuck out to me, how well they played without him. They learned how to play without him when he was out of the lineup, even though they didn't play a good game, per se, at that point. But you learn how to play around players when they're not available to you. And sometimes that, that opens it up where you are able to play more and uh, more of a flow if certain players are missing from the lineup. Let's take a phone call before we hit the break. David is in Benton. David, welcome in to Out of Bounds. Hey, how's it going? It's good, good. man. Hey, uh, my question is, uh, how come Missouri's playing Vanover the way that Vanover should be played under the basket where Arkansas played him? He was like always out on the edge. It was the <laughs> offense. Um, it's one of the things that we've been talking about, David, that um, in Musselman's offense, until changing it up this year or the last couple of games, it was spread out the floor. You don't want your big guy underneath the basket because that draws the defender, the other big man, out from underneath the basket to where you can drive in and have some open shots in the lane. That's Musselman's offense. If you want to be critical of anything, it's be critical of Musselman for recruiting the guy. I mean, if you don't if you don't think you don't want to play him underneath the basket, he doesn't fit in your offense. He's not a fit for your team. Vanover well, can shoot the three, and we saw that last night. Yeah, he that, made the three. That was uh, maybe what of what attracted him a chance for Vanover to come back closer to home. But when he was playing at Cal, he did shoot threes quite a bit. Yeah. And so when you see that you have a big man that is capable of doing that. He does fit the style. Well, Vanover's issue wasn't so much offensively for Musselman. It was defensively uh, because they don't play any zone. They play a lot of man-to-man. Then SEC teams would then run the pick and roll with Connor's defender or the the guy he's defending and put Connor in difficult one-on-one situations. And that's what cost him a lot of playing time. That and when he got some threes at Arkansas and some opportunities, he wasn't shooting it at a higher at a high rate. He he went through some struggling. Uh, seasons at the three-point line. Shot a few last night. Yeah. So, so he's found it? he's found a niche. And uh, even when he went to Oral Roberts, you saw that he was able to transfer again and and transfer up. So, you know, you have to be happy for him. The path that he's taken, even uh, not playing a lot here, but then bouncing back from that. So you have to be happy for him. Played 14 minutes last night, had seven points, one of two from the three-point line, had a couple of offensive rebounds, and uh, I think he was set up one time for an easy dunk, and then one time he had an offensive rebound for a dunk. So he gave you you know, what Connor does, goes underneath, gets a couple of easy dunks because of his size, hit, a, hit one of two threes. Played 14 minutes, had a good role in the first half. They got mad at him. One time he got dunked on and didn't even really challenge the shot. He just kind of swiped at the ball when it was down low as the, the offensive player was going up to dunk on him, and they pulled him right out of the game. Like, you're, you're in there for one reason, and that's to block shots, you know? And he didn't even try. He just kind of swatted at his hands. Especially with their, their inside game and knowing that they do have deficiencies there. He's 7'5". He's the guy that should be able to do some of that. And uh, interesting with him, he, they, everybody, you know, broadcast-wise, they talk about him and how big he is, 7'5". 
He wears number 75. Ah, I didn't notice that. Uh, second half, uh, actually, that, uh, the other seven-footer got the minutes instead of Connor. Uh, I guess he was a little bit in the doghouse. That Majok, Majok, he came in and gave him some nice minutes. He's got, you know, some size, limited offensively, but he did block a couple shots and alter a couple shots with that with that size. All right, we'll keep talking a little Razorback basketball. More of your phone calls when we come back. We'll also uh, take a look at the Gangster Museum of America live fan feedback. And then we got the Southern Solutions text line also. This is fun. It's fun talking about a win. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. It's Justin Acre for Serta Pro Painters. It's a company I've used for years for many projects, inside and outside over the years, and soon you'll be able to say the same, and you'll be happy that you can. I don't know what I'm doing most of the time, but Serta Pro does. They'll walk you through the process, help you pick out exactly the right color paint for whatever room you're trying to redo, and they're going to leave behind a beautiful, clean project. You won't even know they were there, other than the project being done, and your walls looking great. Each Serta Pro Painters business is independently owned and operated, so get them on the case as soon as possible. Schedule your free estimate at SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for you or your loved one, visit Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center. Just 15 minutes from Little Rock and Benton, our skilled nursing staff is dedicated to providing quality long-term care and short-term therapy. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. You can call Heartland home. Hi, I'm Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5 milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues game there. to be your go to pharmacy for men's health. Show. What are you waiting for? So now Call I'm, us today I'm away from at 844 676 2247 or go to our website at lionsdrug.com. It's Howie from Robert Irwin Jewelers. Still make it difficult this year. Get to Robert Irwin Jewelers and buy her diamonds. Spend $99 or more and get a dozen free roses and a box of chocolates. Bigger, brighter diamonds, refinancing. Robert Irwin Jewelers or online at rijewelers.com while supplies last. Progressive asks, what do an escaped leopard? We're live from the zoo where a leopard has escaped. A growling stomach, an uneaten tuna sandwich, and a backdoor doggy door have in common? They can lead to an unexpected kitchen renovation. Yeah, hi. Is this the zoo? Your leopard is in my kitchen. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations. Get the appliances you need right away at Lowe's. Explore the largest assortment of brands you trust, like Whirlpool, Samsung, and LG, in-store or online at the best values. Plus, take advantage of our everyday financing offers on top items, from refrigerators to laundry pairs. And there's more. Get your new appliances delivered or installed quickly at your convenience. Because Lowe's knows appliances. Lowe's knows home improvement. Subject to credit approval. Join the zone each weekday for the entertainment report brought to you by Bell and Sword of Conway. Found out the very latest breaking news and entertainment each day on the zone. Justin West and Christian will dish out what the stars and celebrities have going on, and you can catch it each day. Bell and Sword has everything for the best dressed man. From boots to suits, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Bell and Sword at their new and larger location at 1011 Oak Street. Attorney Joe Cordell. Business owners and professionals face special challenges in divorce court. In addition to everything else going on, they have to contend with allegations that they are earning more than they are, coupled with claims on their business or practice itself. Clients with assets depend on their divorce lawyer skills in these matters, and that's why it's so important to hire someone that has those skills. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Little Rock area attorneys. Office in Midtown Little Rock. Gianna Missouri, licensed in Arkansas. CordellCordell.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com free. That's ZipRecruiter.com free. 
Have a watch party that everyone wants to attend at your house with the best of meats in the business. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Back and out of bounds. Glad you're with us. Wes Moore, Joe Franklin. On a great Thursday. It's great because they won. Over on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. This one from the 501. Wes, I like your enthusiasm, but let's get real. We played the worst team in the conference. I hope they continue to win, but I'm not sure this team has it in them. Look, we have been on this show, or other shows in my case, talking about the Razorbacks losing. Time after time after time. One said, it's time to celebrate, huh? That's right. When you get a win, <laughs> you got to be excited and be happy about it. And not only, you know, do we get to talk about a win today, we get to talk about it tomorrow, too. So enjoy it. They haven't been coming very often. I'm going to enjoy this. Are they going to make the NCAA tournament after beating Missouri? No. This doesn't mean they're a tournament team. Does this mean they're even in the NIT? Probably not. No. All this did was got him a win, and, and it takes away, for a little bit, the misery of losing game after game after game. Now, can they build off of this? Yeah. Can they get some confidence from this? Heck yeah. It's a start. What they have to do now is go to LSU, get another victory. Then that they build off of that, get a little bit better. You know, and then they do go and play Georgia at home. Georgia? At home, could they win that? Then all of a sudden, if they keep building, that's three in a row. More confidence, feeling a little better. Then you got a big one against Tennessee. You win that, make it four in a row. Then we'll change our conversation and start looking at, what if this happens? What if that happens? <laughs> what could happen here? Yeah, it's one game at a time. You have to uh, take that for what it's worth. they got to win, but there's a lot more that needs to happen. They're still two and six overall. So there are four games under 500, and you know you can't necessarily depend on them winning the next four games to get back to 500. Even if they're able to do that, you still would have plenty of work to do. So it's basically you know talking about this one game and not saying that this is going to change everything. Just kind of breaking down the game last night, and they did look a lot better. Is there a path to the NCAA tournament? Of course there is. There's still time left in the season. There are 10 games left. I took a look at the schedule, the teams that they have left, the team's RPI. I've got a roadmap for making the NCAA tournament. Do I think that roadmap's going to happen? No, I don't. I haven't seen enough out of them. I'll tell you about the roadmap at the bottom of the next hour. we got Richard Davenport coming up next. We're going to talk recruiting with him. A couple of big weekends the past week, a couple of weekends. Now we got another one coming up. We'll talk basketball recruiting with him. Big second hour coming up next. Stick around for hour number two of Out of Bounds. Turn off the mic. All right, that's going to be Fence Brokers presents Razorback Graffiti every Monday morning. Call Morning Mayhem and let them know how you feel about how they did. One sentence and one sentence only. Our care clinics are your hometown source for primary medical care. Our doctors, nurses, and counselors can help patients of all ages with anything from common colds and immunizations to depression, anxiety, and chronic diseases. 